so dear brothers and sisters. Whenever we head out on a journey, uh, it's usually fairly obvious that once we start driving, once we get into our vehicles, uh, we have a clear goal in mind. You have your destination in mind. It's, again, it's really, really obvious that when you, it's rare, I think, that you'd sit in a car and just go for a wander. Maybe you do. Tends not to happen too much. Generally speaking, you have a destination in mind. And with a destination in mind, uh, you plan your route. Where do you go? Where do you avoid? Where is the traffic? Where, is the, where are the roadworks? So where, how, what's the best way of getting there? So again, fairly obvious. Uh, when we embark on this journey of faith, in order to get there, like, the, goal has to be, the goal has to be clear as well. And what's, what's very interesting and what's, what's such a gift is that the goal is clear in the sense that the church teaches us exactly what is waiting for us. As in, our goal is heaven. So that's the goal of life, right? To get to heaven. Now, we can, we can explain, we can describe heaven in different ways, or we can, there are different ways of, of describing what this reality is. I mean, one could call it uh, unity with the Trinity, unity with the Father, to go home, back to the Father, uh, to be uh, taken back to God from whence we came. There are different, way, different ways of phrasing it. But ultimately, it's, it's, it's the same thing. Heaven is being with God for all eternity. Heaven isn't so much a place. As a, as, as, a, as a unity, a union between us and God. So that's, that's the goal. The goal isn't made up by us. That's, that's where we're called to go. There are alternatives, which is something we need to go into. Hopefully, if we have to visit one of them, it'll be for a brief period. And then there's another one that we really don't want, hopefully won't end up in at all. Okay? So one can get lost on this journey. You can. It isn't, it's not like a conveyor belt. It's not one of those travelators in, in an airport that you just stand on and it'll bring you to the end, regardless. That's not the way life is. Okay? It's more like a hike. It's a bit of an uphill struggle. Right? It, we're not carried there automatically. We do actually have to choose. We do actually have to make decisions. I am actually responsible for my actions and what I do with my time, with my day, with my abilities. I'm actually responsible for all of that. This, this kind of travelator idea, and we just all end up magically in heaven. If that were the case, what on earth is the purpose of this life? Why on earth are we here? And then what difference does it make what I do, what I choose, who I hurt, who I walk over to get ahead? What difference does it make if we're all going to heaven? It means also there's no justice. I can do whatever I want. I can be the most obnoxious, and obnoxious isn't even that bad a thing, but I can be the most sinful, cruel, hateful, spiteful, pride-filled person who thinks only of themselves and still get to heaven just like everyone else. The problem with that is it's not that I want to keep bad people out of heaven. That, that, that's not my, my issue here. The issue is if we get to heaven as we are now, well then, what's heaven? Is heaven any different to this? Surely, surely the point should be that here on earth, I learn how to live as a saint. I learn how to recognize God's will and adapt my life according to that. That's the purpose of this life, that I, 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 I choose virtue. I choose to do good. I learn to, to say no to my more primitive instincts, and to choose the higher good. So often we have a, a choice between various goods, a number of things that are good. Which, which one do I choose? Which is the higher good? And it's not always that easy to know. But to choose, always choose the higher good. That's the purpose of this life then. That in, in choosing God, in choosing good here, I've chosen him for all eternity. By his grace then I'm, I'm saved and washed clean. So 
this is this is what, what what we're here for. But so often we, so often I don't know about you, but so often we just don't know what to do. You know, you're in a situation where uh, you don't know what to do. You don't know what the correct solution is. There are other there are other situations then when you know exactly what the correct solution is. You just don't want to do it, or don't know how to do it. Sometimes so, so the two situations that we just look at briefly, briefly, hopefully today, is one, not knowing what to do, and then two, knowing what to do but not wanting to do it. Okay, so, not knowing what to do. I was told a very interesting story uh, by an English priest friend of mine. So, he was, um, he was in, in England, obviously where he works, in London, and he was going up a, a lift, um, and the lift got stuck. Now, I, I, I have actually no fear of that at all. I think a lift getting stuck is great crack. Because uh, it's, it's a great story. It's all about the stories, like, what's going to go wrong? I mean, and eventually they'll free you like it'll be fine um so i anyway i sometimes i try to actually stop them but that's 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 joking um so uh, so he was stuck in the lift and there was a, a lady in stuck in the lift with him so as providence would have it they they got talking and she was related uh, to one of the irish people falsely accused of you know one of those english bombings now he, the priest didn't say which one Guildford 4, Birmingham 6, one of, one of, those, one of those kind of situations. Um, so this, this lady was, was very closely related to uh, one of those falsely accused uh, of those bombings. And so they got talking, she said, that must be absolutely horrendous. And she said, it is. She said, it was absolutely... She said, I, just, she said, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. As in, I know what I'm supposed to do. Forgave, turned up the cheek, all those kind of things. But like inside of me, that's not what I felt. I know what I'm supposed to do. I just don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do to get out of this kind of this this darkness. And she said she visited Cardinal Basil Hume, an English cardinal who died in ninety nine, and she went into him and she explained her situation, and he was very understanding, full of compassion, but he said, you know, very, very often, now Cardinal Hume, was, he was well-known, very, very eloquent, well-able to talk, well-able to express himself. And he said, very, very often, I don't know what to do. You've got problems with priests, or you've got problems with financial situations in a particular parish or diocese, whatever it may be, and I don't know what to do. And he said, this is what I do when I don't know what to do. And so he turned his back on, on the lady and he went over to Our Lady and put his hands in her hands. And this is a cardinal, like, you know, a high flyer. And he goes over and puts his hands into Our Lady's hands and says, this is what I do when I don't know what to do. There's a kind of an elegant, elegant simplicity about that because... I know for me, I, I like to know what's coming and I like to know what I have to do and I like to have the answer. But when you're dealing with machines, that tends to work great because they're always the same. You know, you blow a gasket, you replace the gasket. Okay, your engine runs dry of oil, change your cylinder rings. Okay, there, there's some basic things. That you, people are very, very different. Okay, you blow someone's gasket, uh, you have no idea how on earth you're going to fix that one. Like... <laughs> So, so people are very, very different. Sometimes you just don't know what to do. You just, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know what I have to do here. And so in those situations, especially on a day like today, Saturday, we're traditionally dedicated to Our Lady. I think it's such, such a simple and yet beautiful idea. When you, we don't know what to do, let us go to Our Lady and place whatever mess it is in her hands. We can also place situations in our hands before they become a mess. It's probably wise too. Before we mess up, actually give them to her before things go bad. Second situation then, so not knowing what to do, or then the second situation is knowing what to do but just not wanting to do it. Do you know, when, when, when we know what the right thing is, I know what I'm called to do, I know what I'm supposed to do, and this is like a daily life for most of us, you know? Everything from like the second slice of apple tart to uh, how much I sleep, how much TV I watch, how much I use my phone, uh, how long particular conversations are, who I choose to spend time with, who I choose not to spend time with, where my priorities are, all those daily decisions like where, where my time goes. Because I put my, generally speaking, if I want to see what my priorities are, where do I put my time? That's, that's where your priorities are. So, at times we know exactly, we know exactly what we should do. But maybe I just don't want to do it. You know, maybe I've, I've made a resolution to, to pray five minutes more, ten minutes more a day. And I know I should do this, but I just, I just don't do it. Or maybe there's someone in my life who I absolutely have to forgive because I am livid with them. Because of something they did or some offence caused to my family, whatever it may be. And I know I should forgive them, I know I should. I just don't bloody want to. <laughs> I just don't want to. And, you know, we know what we have to do or what we should do. And we just don't want to do it. So what do we do? Sometimes we have to pray for not so much the thing directly, but pray for the desire. Pray for the desire. So Lord, I should forgive this person. I don't want to. I don't want to. Lord, grant me the desire to forgive them. It's like a step, a step before actual forgiveness, just the desire. Lord, I've got an absolute chaos in my head because I'm so angry or so frustrated or so annoyed or so uh, annoyed at myself, my own limitations. Or just, I, I want to be someone else. I want to be somewhere else. And I'm just not happy where I am. And yet somehow I'm fairly convinced that wherever I go, I will bring this storm with me. So while I'm blaming where I am and I'm blaming those around me, the storm is in me. So if I move to Botswana, it'll be the exact same storm. And I'll be blaming them too. So what about just fixing this, my heart, my own heart? And often that does start with, with this, this, this question of, I know what I have to do. I just don't want to do it. Lord, grant me the desire to forgive, the desire to be pure, the desire to have self-control. Grant me the desire. But you see, that the reaction here is prayer anyway. So rather than seeing I need to do this and running away from it because it's too hard or I don't want to, we humbly kneel down and say, Lord, I, I know what I have to do. I just don't want to do it. 
but I know I need to or I'll never be at peace. One of the first parish missions I ever did was in, in Belfast. And uh, there were a few people who helped us with the mission. They, they, brought, they, they brought us food, they cooked for us. There was a couple of sisters and, and myself. And there were two people in particular who I met who really made an impact on me. Uh, I haven't actually seen them since. This, that's, that's long, it's 13 years ago now. But there's one guy, we call him Lasagna Joe, because he made us lasagna. He was very good at making lasagna. And uh, Lasagna Joe grew up in Ardoin. So this would have, that mission would have been in 2010, 2011. And he would have been a little old, 10, 10, 15 years older than me. So basically he was a teenager in the 70s. So I think we all know what Ardoin was like in the 70s as a teenager. Like Molotov cocktails out windows and banging bin lids on the streets and all like an absolute war zone, war zone. That's what he grew up in. And there's another guy, a friend of his, around about the same age, who I got to know. And what was really interesting was these two men, around about the same age, grew up in the same environment, the same, dare I say, chaos, war zone, absolute horrendous stuff that they would have seen and lived through. Joe looked more or less his age. This other guy looked easily 10 to 15 years older. When I got talking to Joe, Joe explained how he had lived through these things and some of the things that he had seen, and he kind of he'd go a bit distant when he'd talk about it because you could see he was, you know, reliving some of the things that he had experienced. And then he said, "And then I found the Lord, and I knew I had to forgive. I knew I would never be free unless I forgave all of those who whose actions hurt my family, whose actions hurt me." And he said, I had to forgive, and it took time. But I did it. To the grace of God, I did it. And I got talking to this other man. Because, uh, I mean, me being from the South, I just knew very little about that, that kind of... It was a different world for us. You know, like across the border, we never crossed the border. I didn't cross the border until I was 21. So it was just a different world up there. So I, when I got talking to this other man about his experiences... He said, yeah, it was tough, it was tough. But I will never, ever forgive them. And he was consumed with it. Consumed, um, hatred might be a strong word, but close enough. He was consumed with anger. And as I say, you could physically see it. These two men, more or less the same age, this guy looked 15 to 20 years older. He looked, he looked in his, like he was in his 70s and he would have been mid-50s. Just so full. He, he, he knows what his faith calls him to do. He just doesn't want to do it. Lord, give me the desire to forgive. Give me the desire to be someone who fulfills your will. Help me to recognize what your will is and give me the desire to do it. If we do this, we find true freedom. And then our destiny, eternal life, our calling, heaven, it, starts to, it all starts to come together. Our, our, our life then starts to become a journey towards that, towards that goal because every day is an opportunity to practice the will of God, to practice holiness. Despite our weakness and our inability and our falls, grace is there to pick us up. But we start moving towards the goal in the right direction.
the Lord has come that we may have life and have life to the full. So we ask him today to help us to, 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 to do the right thing when we don't know what to do. To place our hands in our blessed lady's hands. And when we know what we have to do but don't want to do it, that we will pray to God humbly for the desire to do his will. Amen. Thank you.